2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Coming back at you 3.01 is the time. Chris hello, Matt Scraby together today in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. heading down to Peoria. Uh, we will hear from Tony on the program tomorrow, of course and uh, we will all hear from him and Jesse Agler Friday at noon, the opening broadcast of spring training as the Padres take on the Seattle Mariners. Thanks to Sam Levitt for the update from Peoria just moments ago. If you are a Padre fan, you want the very latest and missed that interview, uh, Scrape, you'll have it up on our website shortly at 97.3 The Fan. SD.com, you can always hear it on the uh, Odyssey app as well. Uh, coming up on a Daily Gambit there's also um, just really kind of a crazy story that just came down in uh, college basketball. Oof, it's insane, and um, you know I, I'm just going to read you part of the story. I, I I mean I'll give you my best opinion that I can on it. Um, here's the story: Alabama freshman Brandon Miller, and let me put it into context. Brandon Miller is a six foot nine inch small forward. He's the highest-ranked NBA prospect who's playing in college this season.
4: Wow. All right? I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, he's projected to go number 5 overall in the ESPN mock draft for 2023. Mm. But the other four players are all playing elsewhere, either overseas or in a, you know, some sort of developmental league of all of the players in college basketball. Understand that Brandon Miller is thought to be the best prospect of everybody coming out of college basketball a uh, high rank yeah that's a pretty high ranking so understand where he's rated in terms of his skill and ability uh the school alabama announced a little while ago that he is going to start tonight's game against south carolina now that in and itself is not news at all He's Mm -hmm. a regular starter on the team.
0: He's one of the best players in the country. He's one of
3: the best players in the country. Here's why it may raise some eyebrows. According to Tuscaloosa detective Brandon Culpepper, it was Brandon Miller, the player, who brought his teammate Darius Miles' gun to him on the night of a shooting death of a 23-year-old young man, Jamea Janae Harris. Miles asked Brandon Miller by way of text to please bring me my gun. Brandon Miller apparently brought Darius Miles a gun, the gun, his Mm -hmm, gun. mm -hmm. And Darius Miles used that gun to kill somebody.
4: Yeah.
3: So you can understand why a lot of people are kind of a little perplexed as to how Brandon Miller
4: qualifies to be able to play after a situation like this. Well, here's... Do you want to hear what Alabama has released as their statement?
3: Uh, I have it. Okay. Alabama continues to co- uh, cooperate fully with law enforcement in the ongoing investigation. Based on all the information we have received, Brandon Miller is not considered a suspect. I'm okay with that. He's yeah, not considered a suspect. It doesn't sound like he should necessarily be a suspect. In this case, he's only considered a cooperative witness, Alabama went on to say. His lawyer added additional context, saying that Miller never even saw the gun. He just brought it. It was under some clothing in the backseat of a car, and he brought it. Darius Miles got it. Miller never picked it up, never handed it. Okay, this is just some other context. I know. I'm giving you the. his His own attorney is providing. All right, as opposed to Brandon Miller went and actually got the gun, picked it up, brought it, presented it, was, it to, presented him. It to yeah. him, it seems like his attorney at least is, is saying differently. I don't know that this is the, the right way to be going about all this. I don't know that it's wrong. It's really, a, I mean, first of all, before. Above everything, it's a tragic story.
4: Yeah, a young, young woman man, was 20, killed. Was a young a, woman. Yes, I'm sorry, 23
3: yes. year old woman. I said, man, young woman Jamia Janae Harris. I apologize for that. She was shot to death by Darius Miles, or allegedly. Yeah. Uh, Miles has been removed from the Crimson Tide basketball program. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Miles, uh, no. Here's the story. I got to get this. I this read. story has so many twists It has and so turns. many, so many twists. Miles got the gun, apparently, from Miller brought Miles the gun. Miles then allegedly gave it to another man who is the one who faces the capital murder charges. So I want to make this as clear as I can. Yeah. You got Miller who brought the gun.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Miles, it was his gun. Mm-hmm. Miles gave it to somebody. Mm-hmm. That person named Michael Lynn Davis faces the capital murder charges and the death of Jamia Janae Harris. All right, so that's the story. Would And Miles has been removed from the program, but what would you do with Brandon Miller?
4: I think you have to... Sit him down for until this all gets figured out too. I think you've at least got to sit him out. He's embroiled in this controversy.
3: He's the one who provided the weapon. His, His, according to that, according to this story, according to the now the coach Nate Oates, who's already said some things that he wishes he hadn't said, yeah, and has already had to go back on a few of his comments that he called unfortunate remarks. He has said that Miller was simply in the wrong spot at the wrong time doesn't well, sound like it. Sounds like he brought himself to the wrong spot at the wrong time by bringing the gun.
4: If we really want to get in the weeds on this, I read an article during the break saying that the the um, it, it's not enough for the police to say that Brandon Miller took, uh, brought the gun to Darius Miles, knowing what Darius Miles was going to do with it, so they could have just exchanged the gun and Brandon Miller thought he was taking the gun. He wasn't going to do anything nefarious with it. So they can't prove that Brandon Miller contributed to the murder of yes, this young woman. They can't. And they're not charging him with anything. No. And Alabama's just acting like nothing's ever happened. But Alabama seems to be
3: acting like there's absolutely nothing amiss here.
4: And there's something and amiss. There's
3: certainly something amiss. To say that, to say that uh, the young man, Brandon Miller, was simply in the wrong spot at the wrong time He was in the wrong spot at the wrong time because he brought himself to that, quote, wrong spot. Good point. By bringing
4: the gun along with him when asked or texted to do so. You know, when my friend asked me to bring him a gun, I say, no, (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. Why do you
3: even? Yeah. The first thought would be, why do you have a gun? when do you want it? Or Or why do you need a gun? Why do you have a gun?
4: I'm not going to ask that question, but because I understand why people have guns, but I, I, I just think that if my friend came and asked me, hey, I, I need a gun, can you bring me one? I'm going to say, why do you need it, A, and no, B? Well, and there you have especially it. Especially with a guy who's, uh, who's a top-rated prospect in the NBA. Is there anybody
3: ha- out there who's who's who can follow? I mean, we were unfortunately, Scraby and I just saw the story come down, so we, we're a little confusing trying to give you all the facts. But does somebody who brought somebody a gun and that person <laughs> gave the gun to somebody else and that person killed somebody, does the person who brought the gun deserve to be punished in any way, shape, or form, at least by his own team, sat down until this whole thing clears up? Or does Alabama need to win basketball games and therefore need it's six foot nine inch small forward in the lineup tonight when they take on South Carolina because they happen to be the number two ranked team in the nation.
4: you know what I say no because i, I said the four year should sit down that guy that uh was arrested for domestic violence and that he wasn't there was nothing proven that he did that they should sit him down. They absolutely need to sit him down, Brandon Miller because this is just a tragic story all the way around, and he is he it, he's, it, part he's of a it. part of it
3: he is a part of it, whether he wanted to be or not. He is a part of it, and uh, to say that he's in the wrong spot at the wrong time is just erroneous because he brought himself to the wrong spot. That's why he ended up there. Yeah, because of
4: his own volition.
3: Doesn't make sense to me at all. All right. Well, he'll be in the lineup
4: tonight for Alabama. You think the pressure will South get to Carolina. him? Carolina, and they're gonna they're gonna make a change. The pressure of well, what? the the, the pressure, pressure of the coach. Uh, no, of social media right now um, and other NCAA. So you're saying that nobody's sticking up for Alabama's decision no, to play this no, guy? No. No, all the, all the articles I'm seeing, all the different tweets from reporters I'm seeing is why is he still playing? We asked this question, didn't get an answer. All right, there you have it.
3: Well, here's maybe why he's playing. He's averaging 18 points and eight rebounds a game. And he shoots 43% from three-point range. I don't
4: That's care. That's a
3: horrible reason for him to be playing.
4: It's just sad that these guys are involved in this to begin with, with being as young as they are and in college. It's just you're throwing away your life, people.
3: Speaking of terrible, tragic incidents and staying with college basketball, and we're going to get to the Daily Gambit probably in the next segment because okay. we don't have enough time. But Michigan State last night, mm, yes, just a week and a half or so after a mass shooting, killed three students and hospitalized five more on campus, played its first home game last night, and um, they came up with a win over uh, 17th-ranked Indiana, 80-65, to 65. Tom Izzo. Gazed into the crowd before the game, tears welling in his eyes, and uh, then was able to get his team, uh, you know, up for a game that was incredibly emotional. Uh, Said Izzo, it was one of those moments where I just said, I'm a lucky guy. I said to myself, I hope we can come through for you. Talking about the crowd, the people in Michigan State. And uh, Izzo's team played well last night, coming up with the victory over Indiana. Too much news like this.
4: Just so much news that's just depressing.
3: Well, there's two stories that we just went through. One is the sordid, you know, negative side of things Mm -hmm. involving athletics. The other is the upbeat, positive angle on things. Where athletics can help heal a community. Yeah, you're right.
4: Unlike yeah. very few other things. No, you're you're absolutely right. There aren't we a saw whole that lot of COVID. other things
3: where you can bring together tens, you know, ten thousand people who have all been sharing in the same grief and give them something to cheer for. There aren't many other ways you can do that other than in athletics. Yeah. So it,
4: it you know it we're, gives everybody we're, common ground to to start you know healing, the healing from. process. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So good on Michigan State for that last night. Even the, just just the fact that they played the game was the was the thing. Uh, the fact they won it was gravy. Uh, on top of that, so uh, you've got the good, you've got the not so good. Couple of college basketball stories for you. We'll take a break when we come back. The Daily Gambit was supposed to be there. It will be coming up next. Stick around. Don't go too, don't go too far as Gwen and Chris continues.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
4: Hey, you should all check out Odyssey's Big Time Baseball podcast with our old Tony Gwynn Jr. and MLB Insider John. If you're looking for an inside scoop on what's happening in baseball from the field to the clubhouse in the front office, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes of Big Time Baseball are available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Gwen and Chris, 320, Matt Scraby here, Tony Gwynn Jr. on the way to Peoria, Chrisello sitting here in studio with me in the Odyssey Palace. Staying out of the weather. Staying out of the weather, and you did hear Kelly Danick just now say that it's very windy, so everybody needs to pay attention. If you uh, are keep wondering why we keep talking about the weather, go back to the first minute of the show, and Chris will fill you in in the podcast format, 973 com. But we were talking about this Alabama story and how Brandon Miller was uh he was um still in the lineup yes he's still in the lineup and he allegedly brought a gun to a teammate who gave it to someone else who murdered a young woman and uh so brandon miller is not being sat down by the team we got a couple phone calls here in the break so let's go to our first caller joe and get his opinion on things joe how are you doing today
5: i'm doing good thanks go ahead joe Uh, I just wanted to point out this afternoon this Alabama AD and apparently an attorney for Brandon Miller made statements that clarified you know, some of the issues in this. I mean, it's a horrible story. There's no doubt about that, but it was not Brandon Miller's gun. It was left in his car by miles, the guy that was an Alabama basketball player that uh, got suspended over this. And, he uh apparently uh, brandon didn't even know that, that that miles had left it in his car right. he dropped this kid off at a bar went somewhere else uh then was then was uh, asked to come back and the gun was in the back seat of the car and he didn't even know it was in there
3: right.
5: back there so um uh, you know, there, there's more to the story, and, and, and I think a lot of this uh, information is getting uh, leaked out or, or dribbled out. is
3: uh, It's very difficult to follow, yeah, Joe. It I is, will Joe. Tell you Thank that. you, Joe. And, and, and you read this story, and you get more and more. Let me just ask Joe you if he's still oh, there. Oh, yeah, he's still there. Uh, so, you—you, you, yeah. I mean, based on what you know and what you've heard, you're all right with this young man still playing then?
5: Well, if he hasn't done anything, what should he be punished for?
3: Yeah. Well, that's what the coach is saying. The coach is saying he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, seems to me, and again, we don't know because you're right, we don't know all the details. We don't even know how much of what the lawyer says. This is what the lawyer is alleging. We don't know what Mo- what Miller really truly knew, what he didn't know. Um, but it just seems if you're embroiled in this kind of a situation where somebody died, somebody was murdered, it just, it's just—it's a little tough for me to accept that he's playing in the starting lineup tonight. I, even if he's touching this from a distance, it's still unfortunate that he's touching the situation. That's my feeling, Joe. But I—I—I I, I understand your point too, and uh, that's the way Alabama's going. Thank you so much for the phone call. Appreciate that, uh, Joe's. Like I said, I—I I don't think it's one hundred percent. Where people are out there saying, "Yeah, this Brandon Miller should be just benched and not playing at all." I think that's the rush to judgment. You're answer. right, But those—that's the information we
4: were provided, right? But I mean, and so Joe's it's a trying... problem again with information and how it's delivered to the public. But Joe's, but we don't know what's true. Because we don't. We know what
3: we know. What Miller's attorney said. His attorney's making it sound like Miles or Miller. Why, it's confusing. It, <sighs> but Miller is the player for Alabama who's playing tonight. His attorney said he there was a gun left in his car without his knowledge. And then he was driving to pick up Miles anyway. And Miles texted him and said, Hey, make sure you bring my gun. Miller never saw the gun. It was concealed under some stuff in the backseat of the car. He was already on his way to pick up Miles. Never touched the gun, was never involved in exchanging it to anybody, and he hasn't been charged with anything. So if you're not charged with anything, if you've done nothing
4: wrong, necessarily
3: wrong, right, quote unquote wrong why should you not be in the starting lineup and
4: i'm not coming down on brandon miller i'm not but i'm just saying for his own good i think you i think as a school you just kind of take him out of the limelight for a second i and, think and
3: unfortunately he's tied to a really really tragic situation exactly whether he wants to be tied to it or not. And
4: let everything, let all the information come out and let the investigation happen so that you can come back to the lineup free of guilt and free just of blame in case. and all what that.
3: If, what if, I mean, this is what, what Joe just told us and what I'm reading is everything from Miller's attorney, the kid from Alabama, his attorney. Yeah. We haven't heard from Miles or anybody else's attorney or at least that we know of. Maybe they're going to claim something completely different. Well, defense attorney's com-
4: job is to create doubt. Of course. So of that's course. what that's what
3: he's doing by saying so that he didn't know the gun was in
4: there. And But
3: you're right. Until this whole thing plays out, I don't think Brandon Miller should be playing. I just
4: don't. Let's take one more phone call. Richard in Paradise Hills. What's up, Richard? How are you? Hey,
6: what's going on, fellas? I appreciate uh, you guys taking my call.
4: Of course. What's on I- your mind?
6: I guess I'm playing a little devil's advocate here because uh, I too also heard that uh, what the, the previous caller had read. I also read that exact thing, um, and I feel that this is a kid who's a victim of circumstance, and the key word being victim. Until like he is not, he is not charged. He is not the, the, the you know investigators aren't looking for him in connection to this murder or anything. The only thing that he's got in connection is, yeah, I, I drove a, a weapon to this guy. And I've read also what the previous caller read. I feel that sitting him down does the opposite of what you guys are saying. Like, if you not connected to this whatsoever outside of, you know, what we've heard, then I think sitting him down sends the message that he is connected to it.
3: Yeah.
6: you know understand what I'm that. I do yeah. remember – I, I, then real quick, I'll take your, you know, response off the air. I do remember, you know, and I'm a big, big, super big Kobe guy, but I remember Kobe going through, you know, what he was going through, and that didn't take him off the court. No, you're right.
4: Thank you, Richard, for the phone Thanks, call. Thanks, Richard. Very good. Um, I, I do agree with that. I agree with everything Richard said.
3: Yeah. Um, me too. But I'm also going to agree with what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, well, I can.
4: I, know, I, I mean I know. Richard's
3: making a de- a decent point here that yeah. maybe by taking him off the court you're kind of implicating him in a roundabout way I didn't think about it like that but I don't necessarily look at he's 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 portraying Brandon Miller as a victim of circumstance that's what Richard's saying and that's you know his way of looking at it I don't quite look at it that way It's a really tough one it is but until we know everything I I don't think he should be playing until we know everything. And we just don't know everything. We've heard from his attorney only, and his attorney is going to lay out the best-case scenario to portray his client in, but we need to hear from everybody. I mean, his attorney says he didn't pick up the gun, he didn't touch the gun. Does that
4: mean he didn't pick up the gun or touch the gun? I I don't know. I think ultimately because he was in the – this is my opinion, but ultimately because he was in the presence of the gun that was used in a murder – then I, I think you have to remove yourself from the situation until things get figured out. I, I, I think I will. I will agree with Richard to the point. Uh,
3: I will not go victim of circumstance, but I will go bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. You know, bad luck situation. But we all make decisions in life. Who we hang out with, who our friends are, who we, and, and unfortunately, some of these decisions can come back to to bite us in the rear end.
4: It, it really, yeah.
3: I mean, and he's hanging out with some
4: some people that maybe he shouldn't be hanging out with. And if I'm also Alabama, I'm looking into my team and, and, and seeing what's going on there. How are two of my guys hanging out exactly. with this guy who's killing somebody? 100%. That's a yeah. yeah. 100%. Right. He'll be in the lineup one
3: way or the other. Some people will be very critical. Other people will look at it and understand Alabama's reasoning.
4: Well, uh, we're not going to do a daily gambit except for this because there's nothing really Well, – we're going to review our last night's bet and then uh, since the NBA is out and everything, we're not going to do – any bets except for the Alabama game. But last night in uh, the Aztec game, Colorado State was a ten and a half point underdog. You took the Aztecs, I took Colorado State and the Aztecs covered easily 77 to 58. Also, Chris, someone's sent me a video on Twitter of Eric Curry falling over the Colorado State You got player. to see it finally. I did get to see it finally, and wow. <laughs> I mean, that is a comedy of errors right there. <laughs> comedy of errors, right? <laughs> he falls over him, and I'm like, <laughs> he just falls on top of him.
3: Ah, it was a mess.
4: Um, Alright, betting tonight, with all this news and everything, Alabama is also on the road, Chris. They're not at home in the friendly confines, so I assume that South Carolina fans are going to give Brandon Miller the business, as Tony would say. Yeah. But Alabama, seventeen point favorites. Ooh, that's a lot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with South Carolina just because of all the stuff that's surrounding the team. You're
3: right gonna now. go on the karma train here. I'm
4: gonna, well, that and the seventeen points that they're gonna get at home. It's a
3: lot of points to get at home. Alabama's awfully good when they're playing well. They are pretty tough to beat. 17's too many though. I'm gonna I'll, go I'll South, South Carolina?
4: Carolina also. All right. So see
3: how that plays out. We'll take a break. We come yeah. back. We've got uh, Rate the Radio Call coming up, some brighter things to discuss when the uh, Gwen and Chris show continues. By 3.35 is the time. The show's flying by. Daily this. Gambit running over. It's time, last segment. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very short Daily Gambit today. Yeah. We only had a couple of uh, little items there. Uh, Gwen and Chris program back with you. Uh, Chris L.O. Matt Scraby today. Tony Gwynn Jr. on his way to Peoria, Arizona. He'll rejoin the show tomorrow. And um, we will uh, pick up the conversation with him tomorrow. We'll also have Tony and Jesse... On Friday at noon, they'll be on the broadcast of the Padres' first spring training game against the Seattle Mariners. Rivalry game. Rivalry. Got to throw out
4: the records. Yeah, throw out. Well, they won't have any records. They won't have any
3: records. Can't throw them out. Before you make your next bet, you have to check out BetQL. BetQL looks at every bet from every game to find you the best bets possible. Every bet is ranked on a scale of one to five stars. BetQL has all the data and analytics you need to win more consistently. College and pro basketball, NHL and more, it's all there. Don't take betting advice from people like me and Scraby. (laughs) uh, Ain't that the truth. Or that random guy on Twitter. BetQL does all the hard work for you. It's time to get better at betting. Visit BetQL.com or download the BetQL app to get three days of BetQL access absolutely free. All right, we're going to get into Rate the Radio Call, which includes a call from one of our very own. That's right. We'll tell you about that as we go along and get into one of my favorite segments.
5: From the really, really good...
6: Back to the wall! It's good! Home run, Garvey! And there will be tomorrow!
5: To the really, really bad wide oh, right. right
2: open. He throws. It's caught. <laughs> Nixon streaking down the sideline to the 20. Gets oh, a block bitch. from chase. Big. And runs it into the <laughs> end.
5: We got some radio calls. Gwen and Chris are going to rate them.
3: right handed hitter back in there. Strasburg ready to go.
5: It's rate
4: the radio call.
6: The 1 2 pitch slider. Strike three. Hold, and a no hitter.
5: On 97 3, the fan.
4: I don't know about you, Chris, but every time I hear Dave Lapham in that clip, I am. I just feel happy. He just makes me happy during that clip because he's, he's so now. happy. He is my guy He's now. a Rate the Radio uh, Hall of Famer. He's the only Hall He's of the famer. only
3: Rate the Radio right. Hall of Famer. He may be joined by uh,
4: Braden Sopranin here in a few minutes. Oh, you just gave it away! I know. You just gave it away. The drama is gone. I know. But we're going to do. Uh, if you haven't heard, rate the radio call before we rate them on one to ten, and uh, for information delivery accuracy and in what is it? Um, Just uh, flat excitement, out enjoyment. Yeah, enjoyment. So is it good? Is it good? Is it a good call or not? Is it technically sound as well? Mm-hmm. There's a couple uh, things that Chris, I think you're not in this call, but in this rate the radio call, you're not going to be happy. So let's start. With our guy Braden Sopranic. If you didn't know, he's the voice of USD Torero Baseball. And the other day when they were playing Nebraska, USD that is, they were down 16-13 to 13 in the seventh inning. And USD, that is, was down. Uh, there's two outs. There's runners on first and second. And here is Braden Sopranic on the Torero Radio.
2: As the wind starts to pick up. The 0-1 pitch. Costello, high fly ball, left field. Does he do it again? Yes, he does. Costello ties the game at
4: 16 with a three-run homer. His second home run of the day. He has a grand slam and
3: a three-run shot. And we got ourselves a new ball game.
4: There we go. All so right. I mean, that was... That's a good day for someone. Two homers, seven RBIs, a grand slam, a three-run shot that. to, to tie about, it
3: up. I don't care about Costello.
4: I'm just worried about Soprenant. All right. Chris, you first. One to ten. Rate that radio call.
3: Well, I'm not going to give it a rating at the moment. I'm going to talk about some of the aspects of his call, first oh, of all. Oh,
4: okay. You're going you're um, to break it down.
3: It was very good uh, overall. I give it a high rating. Okay. Uh, Braden, is he's a young broadcaster, and uh, he's going to be a really good broadcaster, and he's already pretty good. Um... I like the fact that uh, I thought his enthusiasm was there. I really like the fact that he did not say Grand Slam home run. Uh, this was a three-run homer, but he said he previously had a Grand Slam. A lot of broadcasters still make that mistake. They call it a Grand Slam home run. There is no such thing as a Grand Slam triple. So you don't need to tell me it's a Grand Slam home run. I know a Grand Slam is a home run. Okay. The only thing... Uh, that Braden tripped up on a little bit there, and mm-hmm. you know, and this is just the this is the rating I give to all calls. Okay. So I'm not picking on him. Is he asked me a question? He asked me, did he do it again? And I'm not a fan of that. Some people are. I'm not. I, I on a radio call. I don't like being asked a question because I'm in the listening audience. I don't know whether he did it again. I need you to tell me. And I think Braden could have done a little bit better. With the ball off the bat, of making me feel like, oh my goodness, this is a home run. This is going to tie the game 16 16 before it actually cleared the fence. Now, maybe it barely cleared. Maybe you just couldn't tell. A lot of times, home runs, especially in a college ballpark, you don't get the same look at it. Yeah. But I'm giving him an eight. Because I think it was a very good call. Yeah, I'm going to give him an 8, too. And I'm being, oh, probably being overly critical because I know him. Yeah, <laughs> and we told him that we were going to do this before <laughs> he left the studio.
4: <laughs> but I'm going to give him an 8 as well. And uh, I thought the excitement was great. Yeah, very I, I love the excitement because very good. a 16-16 to 16 game yes, doesn't happen Yes, it was 16-16. And he just crazy. hit a three-run homer to tie it up at 16. And he so earlier hit a grand slam.
3: There. He sits a three-run homer. No, it was very good.
4: I, I just, I'm not worried with you and i know that you've always been this guy and you don't like the question but i I don't mind the question as much because if i'm if i'm sitting in the stands or i guess i'm not sitting in the stands because i'm in my vehicle or wherever but i I don't mind it because it to me that says that it's either a hit that they're just not sure if it's going to go out so it's describing to me that maybe it's a wall scraper or something like that but i'm not a big um I don't really care about the question. You don't
3: asking. mind the question that he asked.
4: Unless they don't give me the answer. Unless they don't
3: tell me. Yeah. Did it, he hit a
4: home run? <laughs> yep. No. I, I don't need know. an answer to that question. I need a home run call. Come I on. I need an answer to that question. So I'm going to give Braden and Nate. But right, that was really good, good Braden. Braden. That yeah. was very good. All right. Yeah. All right. Next good one, well. Chris. I think this is the first time that we have ever done this in Rate the Radio Call, a Daytona 500 radio call took place over the weekend. Uh, there is uh Motor Racing Network Radio that carries this. So here is the final lap of the Great American Race and uh, I'll let them take it away.
2: History
5: about to be made, one lap to go in the Daytona 500, the white flag is in the air, this will make it official, Stenhouse now three wide, here comes Kyle Larson right up the gut. Larson looking to go up the middle and win himself the Daytona
4: 500, but he's got no help right now, the challenge is for the lead, Joey look out, oh they're in the wall, AJ Olmendinger is in the fence, the entire pack blows up, a number of cars. But Wallace is in it. Eric Alvarula as the leader's race to the back
5: straightaway. Caution is on the speedway. The race is deemed official. NASCAR, by rule, who is leading when the caution flag gets called, that will be the winner of the Daytona 500. we waiting for NASCAR to go over the beat. So that
4: was the call, Chris, a big NASCAR call from the Motor Racing Network radio. I'm going to be first, and I am going to give that a 9. A nine. I, I felt like, because I've seen the last lap, and it's very difficult to describe NASCAR, because you have to know which car is where, and you have to tell it where they are on the track, and you have to tell them who's around them. So I, I think these guys did a really good job of delivering the information that was happening. They went three wide into the corner, and then the crash tells me everything, their reaction to the crash. And then they explained that because it was the second overtime that the NASCAR has deemed the winner now um, being Ricky Stenhouse Jr. because of the yellow flag. So I'm going to give them a nine. I thought that was really good. Yes. I'm not going to be as gracious. I'm going to give them about a five. <laughs> a I five? Didn't, yeah, I didn't understand
3: anything that was going on. Uh, the first guy sounded like he was talking into a paper cup, by the way. There was no. I, I think it's a bad recording. Bad recording? Okay. He was really funny. He was kind of like. It was. It kind of, <laughs> it kind of sounded so I didn't like a horse quite, race. I didn't quite get that. Uh, then uh, the, the a second guy took over, and he started telling me that uh, the guy in second place was trying to shoot up the middle. Sorry, I just don't understand what that means. Uh, exactly, then, what he, exactly what he said. Then the third guy uh, jumped in and said,
4: oh, my God, oh!
3: and there was a crash. Yeah, he said, "Look at him in
4: the wall." And
3: then there was a fourth person on the backstretch who was trying to explain to me that the guy in the lead was going to win, but they were still waiting for NASCAR to tell them. I was too much was going on. I give it a five and I'll go, I'll, you know what? I'll up it to five and a half.
4: <laughs> They're only getting a five and a I gotta half. I got to be
3: honest with you. You got to be a little crazy sitting out on the back porch in Mississippi somewhere listening to the end of the Daytona 500. Uh, I would find a television. <laughs> I would because you can't tell what's going on from a radio call of a, of a auto race like that my no, goodness
4: if it's the only place that you could uh, consume the race then I, I, I think those guys did a really good job uh, okay. now now a full broadcast i think how do they fill a full broadcast that I would be a could sit
3: and listen to that for well
4: no i wasn't was saying it, three that. and a half hours or something and maybe even more sometimes they take more but yeah. uh, so that is the nascar call we now have a golf call a tennis call and a nascar call on rate right, the radio call we got to find some other sports maybe a cricket call No, that's okay.
3: Spare us, please. I'm going
4: to find a cricket call now that Chris doesn't want to. Don't get one. This happened earlier in the month, and I don't know, uh, I missed it, but it was when Vanderbilt was playing Tennessee. There's 4.8 seconds left. Vanderbilt is at home, and they are inbounding the ball on their own side of the court. Tennessee's up 65-63, and this is Vanderbilt Radio ball usually turns his head on the pass.
2: 4.8. Light to trigger. Inbounds to Robbins. Hands off to Magnon with three with two. Drives to the bucket. To the right corner. Three for the win. Yes! Tyree Lawrence! Right corner! And Vanderbilt scores that signature win! 66-65 over Tennessee! So
4: there you go, Chris. 1-10 to ten rate that radio call.
3: Mmm, 7. A seven, okay. Yeah, it was pretty matter-of-fact that they just beat the number, what was it, the number two, three team in the country? At the time, six. Number six. Tennessee's been higher. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I, I thought it was pretty good. His description was very good. Uh, you know, the ball was inbounded, it was handed off, guy drove to the basket, fed to the corner, three-pointer, got the ID uh, on the guy who shot, made the shot. I just thought it was kind of quick and kind of seemed unimportant. When it was it actually a little bit more important than this. All right, let's listen to it again. The ball usually turns his head
2: on the pass. 4.8. Light to trigger. Him bounce to Robbins. Hands off to Magnon with three with two. Drives to the bucket. To the right corner. Three for the win. Yes! All right. You even said it went to the right
3: corner. I, that's, very That's good.
4: what I identified as well, Chris. You yeah, said a seven.
3: Good. I said I moved it up to an eight. Oh, you moved it up to an 8. I wow. did. I'm
4: going to give this one a 9.
3: Wow, you're just being charitable today. I
4: am being very charitable today, but that guy did a really good job of telling me where the ball was at all times, and it kept me in the play. If you say right corner, I imagine right corner, and then it, it, it was everything that I needed for this call, Chris, and it was a big win for Vanderbilt as well. It was a huge win for I Vanderbilt. I just wish it was Wake Forest so that I could be excited about this, right. this game, but it wasn't. It was Vanderbilt. It's okay. I, They're both in the same state. Tennessee, according to you. <laughs> okay. The, I know that Wake Forest is now, I know that they're in uh, North Carolina. That's Vanderbilt right. is in Tennessee. Yes. All right. Before we get to our final call, let's go and uh, check our traffic report from Kelly Danik. Who and, won? Uh, the tumbleweed one. <laughs> I, I, it was in the way of my trail, and so I tried to kick it to the side of the road or the trail, and it just got stuck to my foot, and I couldn't get the thing off of my foot. There was, it was like, the, uh, Lucky it. the dog? Lucky the dog was like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Yeah because I was just shaking my foot and it wouldn't go away take hey, are I, not easy
3: I got news for you lucky the dog dad is gonna embarrass you a whole lot more often than that <laughs> but yeah I thought a you lot would, in life I thought you would find that funny Poor that lucky I, the
4: dog that I uh got maybe attacked lucky by the dog weed.
3: maybe lucky the dog is not named
4: properly maybe Why? lucky the dog maybe lucky the dog just truly isn't that lucky lucky the dog is very lucky he was found in a box in Mexico and I saved him all right so he's very lucky
3: yeah, you saved him that's where the The question of the luck comes into play. I know where you're going with
4: that. He did get saved. That's very lucky. He does love everyone except for me. No, I'm just kidding. He loves me. He loves. All right, last one. And this one actually isn't a call from a game or anything like that. This was actually submitted to me by Mr. Sam Levitt, Chris. He sent me this earlier today, and he said this is definitely for Rate the Radio Call. Now, this is a high school and the, you're not gonna be able to understand it, but the superintendent just announced a snow day to the student section during this game. And here is the call of this. And
6: Lost calls the snow day! Breaking news! Lost just calls a snow day right here at the student section! Oh my goodness! Oh, I have never seen that before. Breaking news. Lusk called the snow day at Hamilton. Woo! No school for me tomorrow. (laughs) And that's the end of the game. Zero's on the clock. 57-45. Lusk takes it home (laughs) along with the Hawkeyes. My name is Aiden Lintzer, sophomore All right. Wait, I wanted to hear his Uh-oh. name. Uh-oh. game
4: officially with okay, the it. Hawkeyes. My name is Aiden Lindster sophomore broadcaster. That is the end of the game officially. All right. That a boy, Abe. I think it was Aiden. Oh. Abe? What is he? It was Abe, Abe Lister. Hey, <laughs> the lister sounds like a vice president from back in the day. I thought it was his name. Uh, Rate the radio call. I'm a first one to ten. That's a that's a twelve. That's a twelve. That that's a kid that's very excited that he has no school. That's the happiest I've ever heard anybody. Uh, I know that was a high school broadcast right there. It's I,
3: only one day off of school. I mean, it's you know, it's not that big of a deal, but. I guess to Abe it was. Um,
4: <laughs> it's not Abe. What is his name? I think he said Aiden. Listen to it again. All Just right, the name part. On. on the
6: clock.
2: Oh, guys.
4: Here, it's, it's Here we go.
2: My name is Aiden Lynster, sophomore broadcaster. Oh, Aiden, yeah, yeah. I, think I think it was Aiden. Aiden but... I'll
3: give it a 12, too. Okay, I thought it was good. fantastic. Good. It was beyond It was beyond happiness. It was one of the happiest things I've ever heard. Yeah. I, I, I think that's something we should all play to ourselves when we wake up in the morning. I just play that, that. Right play the there. beginning of that clip just to get you in the mood for the day.
4: It's a snow day. Let's listen to
3: it
0: one more just the beginning. And
6: Lust calls the snow day! Breaking news! Lost just calls a snow day right here at the student
4: section! Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've never seen that before. That's my favorite part. I've never seen this before, calling a snow day. Who did he say day. called it a... a if the superintendent. is. I think his name is like Lusk or something. Oh, he
3: just said his name. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I think he's so happy. amazing. I, I know. mean, we
4: all need that little bit of happiness to start our day off. I've never actually had a snow day in uh, my life. No, I haven't had one either. Which is a bummer.
3: That's okay.
4: I had, f- actually, when I was in college uh Paltrow Of all North, of the
3: things that I... Missed out on in the world, a snow day is not something I've ever thought twice about. It's oh, I've okay.
4: definitely thought twice about it because uh, have you ever seen the movie Snow Day? It looks like they're having a lot of fun in that movie during the snow day.
3: Yeah, well, you know what? Growing up in Southern California, we obviously didn't have any snow days, but that's okay because we had a lot more fun on all the days that we were there as opposed to the ones where you had to go and it was freezing
4: cold. No, but then you get to have snowball fights in the streets. The only thing I got, I guess that people can't say they had, but I did was uh, we got a week off of school, uh, Palomar College, when the first fire came through. I f- believe in like two thousand. When was that first fire? You got a fire day. Oh, well, we got a fire week. That's not a was, great thing. No, it's not a great. That thing. That was a pretty. That was terrible. Terrible time. Yeah, it was really bad. But yeah. we got a week off for that. And at the time, I was I was kind of excited. Now that I understand what happened a little bit more, I I wish I would have went back and not been so excited that my exam was moved. Unfortunately, uh, the weather I knew you were going there today when you is looking just out the window. nowhere
3: near as bad as everybody thought it was going to be. Continues to be sunny where we are here at the Odyssey Palace Studios. So I'm like a weather. i di- still Well, you're all upset with me because I'm telling you that the weather is what it is. I'm looking at the radar right now. I, I don't care about what the radar says. Everybody is scared to death that this is a horrible storm we're in for. I just don't see it happening. Don't see it. It's going to happen when you least expect it. Not seeing anything in the way of uh, bad weather other than, according to Kelly Danick, some
4: tumbleweeds blowing <laughs> across the road. <laughs> Those which are would dangerous. Not, which would be a problem if you were Scraby trying to walk your dog. <laughs> I'm uh, looking at the radar right now, Chris, and there looks to be rain in the area. Tonight is when the uh, few sure. showers come through. Uh, all right. so Some showers. It's okay. We can stand that. Uh, coming up next, it's Chris
3: versus the fans. Dial in if you want to play some trivia and get a chance to win a a trip to Las Vegas. The only way to win is to play. Keep in mind, even if you're not a trivia expert, I might miss the answers to the questions, and you may advance anyway. It's all coming up next. If you want to play, here's the number to dial in. 833-288-0973. A number I still look at after all (laughs) these years to make sure I get it right. Gwen and Chris, halfway home.